All right, hey, everybody, Scoots, I'm going to turn things right over to Emma uh, Otter. Uh, and uh, this uh, archived audio I was able to get. Hey, everybody, this is Emma Otter here. I'm here to tell you a tale, and I want you to know right up front that all will be well. So if you're thinking or wondering about that, I just you know, want you to know that right up front. But this is a tale about a, t- a place uh, where I live, a town in a swamp. And if you've never heard any of my, this story before, don't worry. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know right now to get you caught up and in the right place. Because you are in the right place right now. And you're in the right pause with my pause here. Like, and I'll have extra pauses here as Emma Otter. So I'm Emma Otter. I'm an otter, and I live in a place, a swamp, uh, and uh, part of a greater swamp area. And I'm a member of a family. Uh, we, I live with my mother, my father, my youngest sibling, and then my older brother, Tefe. And my brother Tefe, my parents and my, my my youngest sibling really aren't super important, you know. Just like, uh, I mean, they're important, but not in this this story that I'm telling you. My brother Tefe does play a role, and Tefe's the kind of otter you see that looks like he just dove into a water, silky water, and came out ready to do a gum commercial or something. He's the smoothest otter in town. You know, if, if, if there was a, a place where otters performed or were viewed, that's just Tefe. It really gets on my nerves, but what can you do? He's my older brother. And he knows it, though. He knows he shines. Um, so that's that's my house. I have a, a, quite a few friends. A best, Of course, a close best friend that knows who they are as well as a variety of other really close friends. Uh, and they know, you know, in their hearts that they're my best friend, but that I have other close friends too. So once upon a time, I had uh, three best, uh, three close friends, uh, that I'm mentioning in no particular order, Willow, uh, Elijah, and Vaughn. Those are my three friends. And since then, I've made a new friend named Billy. But before we met Billy, it was just uh, Willow, Elijah, and Vaughn, and I. LJ and V, they go by. Willow just goes by Willow. I, I don't know why, like, she doesn't go by Willow or O. But maybe she will start going by that. Uh, but So we used to play a role-playing game called Bards and Big Bunnies. We were also into, like, dressing up in historical as characters and performing and stuff like that. And we're in middle school, Tefe's in high school. Uh, and, yeah, Bards and Big Monies is a game, like a role-playing game, about the big things in life. Music and bards from the olden days and big bunnies who would come and try to take your town's resources and the bards that would protect the town with the power of song along with other adventurers. And one night we were playing Bards and Big Bunnies. We finished the game. But on the way home, Willow took a trail less, a road less taken on her water bike. And she, uh, we thought she took a road less taken where she moved away to the big city, River Bottom, Henson Town, someplace like that, recorded an album 
like started her musical career, which, you know, other people have in middle school, but we didn't know about it. And, and also albums first, the first album that arrived in our town by like right after Willow left, which was very efficient, was about goofing on our town. Most of the songs were making fun of our town. And we said, you know, something wasn't right there. Willow would have told us, uh, how could you record an album and put it out in just a few days? Even Willow, while she would goof on us, she wouldn't goof on us. And I mean, she was big into parody music. Uh, so we just thought it was strange. And the whole thing, we didn't buy it. At the same time, right when it, right after it happened, we didn't even buy it. So we were looking for Willow. And the past, less still less taken, dark and wood, and all those places. Uh, and that's where we met Billy. Now, Billy was a duck billed beaver who had come from a place beyond the swamp. Now, okay, so we live in a swamp uh, surrounded on three sides by swamp, which to some of you, you might not understand, is like a variety of, like, uh, swamp's a general term. There's some forest, uh, there's some swamp, there's some muck. And that goes on and on and on, the greater swamp area. On one side, though, it's bisected by road, and that's the place beyond the swamp. It, technically, I think it's a swamp, but we don't go there. But there's also there's a road. Mysterious vehicles travel on the road, and we're not supposed to go on the road because there's vehicles that go by. And then beyond that is like an old visitor center and bog walk. Uh, that we're again we we're not supposed to go to, and we were looking. We said, "Well, maybe, did Willow go over near there? Something." Um, and that's when we found Billy, the duck-billed beaver. Turned out, Billy was lost uh, or had left to the place beyond the swamp, the, the visitor center. And Bill, Billy also had powers, magical powers of song. Billy could sing. And make you like she could sing a song like freeze frame and you would freeze. Uh, she might sing a song like uh, go to sleep, go to sleep. You would instantly go to sleep. So just like in the game Bards and Big Bunnies, Billy somehow had a power like powers through song, either superpowers or magical powers. And then we were work. We've been working with Billy trying to find uh, Willow, but also LJ and Vaughn, LJ in particular said, well, aren't we supposed to just find Willow? Why are we helping this kid? We don't even know duck built beaver, uh, who, which is odd anyway. And how, why are we getting caught up in this? So that's been an ongoing tension with all of us. Uh, we also recently discovered that, uh, we could use our tuning forks. We, if we follow our tuning forks, uh, like for a sympathetic vibration, we thought we could find. Oh, because we thought we've figured out that Willow had kind of gone to a place. We used Billy's powers to get a hold of Willow and discover that uh, Willow is in a place called the Size Down which is a bit like in the Southern Suave trilogy, we think, some sort of other parallel universe um, or something. And we're trying to find our way there using our tuning forks, which have a sympathetic vibration. We also have an electromagnetic tuning fork we made, two of them. 
but we followed those and we didn't find Billy. We found out, or we didn't find Will. We found out Billy was controlling them. And then Billy and Elijah had a big, strong disagreement. And Billy uh, sang the song Impulsive and Elijah ran away. And then we were upset with Billy and we used strong words with Billy and Billy ran away. Uh, so that's what's going on with us. And, and But this part of the story is more about, uh, so our town has uh, the greater, like our local swamp authority, our community resources are managed by our community resource manager, Bull, Leon the Frog. And he's really all-around great frog, really cares about the community, a little bit of a curmudgeon. He discovered that the place beyond the swamp, something's going on there. Uh, and we'll get it more into that tonight. I've discovered more. But he said he's had the same reaction at first. Willow moved away. And somehow he hasn't 100% tied Willow to the place beyond the swamp, the visitor center, and below it is a whole complex where they're up to stuff. Uh, and uh, Willow's mom, Willow will live with her mom and her sister, her mom, uh, Frances, and her sister, Dari. Frances is a bespoke, well, she works at a store, but she, one day she hopes to have her own bespoke wind chime business. Uh, she was communicating with Willow via wind chime to the place beyond the swamp. And she knew Willow was, but everybody doubted her. They said, no, 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 Willow recorded an album and moved away. But now, of course, she's working with Bull because they said, oh, wait, you're right. You were right all along, Francis. Something's going on with Willow. Let's find out. Now, Dari... My uh, Willow's sister and my brother Tefe are working together as well. Now, Tefe, who knows what Tefe's motivations are? Probably if there's a mirror involved, Tefe's in. But Dari is, of course, looking for her sister. And at first she said, well, something's odd. She went to her dad's house uh, in uh, River Bottom uh, with Tefe, and they discover, like, she discovered that Will wasn't at her dad's house. Uh, her dad's J U R K. And then she came out to the car, which Te- it was Tefe, our uncle Emmett's vehicle, but uh, Tefe was K A S S I N G ing. Dari's now former, ba- you know, at that time, former best friend, Babs. Uh, then they drove home. Then uh, Babs went for a walk. Then Babs was also there. They said, where'd Babs go? She just went for a walk. Now, did she go and record an album somewhere? And since then, Dari has been like, okay, something's going on. And then they discovered that yeah, Babs did encounter some sort of big bunny or some big bunny that sings lullabies and makes sounds. So that's kind of where we left off. And before I get to the story here, here's our most famous performer, actor, sometimes a singer, an otter, and an all-around gentleman, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, Thank you, uh, Emma. Uh, Ladies is a gentleman, is a boy, is a girl, is a friend's beyond the binary. Don't worry. All will be well. Because it's time for other uh, things to splish, splash. Uh, thanks, Antonio. So that's Antonio. And Antonio and I, we're going to play uh, 
We're going to play a plinkety plunk. So if you want to wait around, we'll play that later. So when we last left off, like, uh, well, what I didn't tell you was, so we had our community resource fair, which is a big fair in our town, big deal. And while we were, me and my friends were looking into stuff, uh, Dari and Tefe were riding the uh, Ferris wheel. And they were discussing what they didn't know. They only knew what Dari and Tefe knew. They didn't know what we knew or even what Emma or uh, what uh, Francis or Bull knew. But they did know that Babs had encountered some sort of a, a, a giant bunny, maybe with goose something, was goose feathers, and there was carrots, and it was someplace on the edge of the swamp. Uh, and then, so they were riding in the um, the, uh, the, the 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 Ferris wheel, going up, and then you know for a while, Tefe was relaxed. Dari was more trying to be focused on well, what are we going to do? How are we going to solve this? What do you think? You think of my sister? She also didn't know that all will be well at the time. You know, you never know that, unless you have a part of you that constantly reminds you. Don't worry. All's going to be well. You're going to be okay. But they didn't have me there with them saying that like you do, that everything's going to be well. So they were talking. And at the same time, Tefe, you know, Tefe likes to use, like, uh, he is used to using the Ferris wheel for a couple activities. K-A-S-S-I-N-G and hand-holding, arm-arounding. Uh, foot playing or uh, goober shooting at other kids or me and my friends from the Ferris wheel. Also talking of uh, like, so the, the Sefi was distracted at like, look at who, look at that down there. There's my parents, blah, blah, blah. They know everything, you know, and uh, so Tuffy was also distracted, and they were talking about value systems and the value, you know, Tuffy said, well, why don't, like, why do we live in, uh, Tuffy is a little bit of a contrarian to the way we live, community-based uh, living, not, not 100% community-based, you know, we have our own individual home, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a nuanced system. And maybe that's it. You know, like it's a little bit too much nuance for Tuffy. But Tuffy said, you know, why don't we have a system where, uh, you know, I could, you know, I, why can't I get like it kind of thing? And, 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 but Dari wasn't even listening. Tuffy thought Tuffy was making all these gr- brilliant points about production and shining and I don't know. Oh, uh, individualism. That's what I think they call bootstrapping. And then Dari said, what? Uh, but Dari didn't realize that while Tefe, now I don't know if this was one of Tefe's techniques, he also had to put his arm around Dari. And Dari said, well, I just think, uh, like, uh, and she said, what do you, like, uh, and then she said, well, this isn't bad. It's kind of comforting. It's reminding me all will be well. Because it was just, a, you know, when you're on a thing, you're just putting your arm up anyway. So she said, okay, well, let's just roll roll with this. Uh, and then she said, so you're going to, then she was kind of listening. She said, so you're going to rebel against your parents and, and uh, the values of our society. She goes, isn't that what people do when they run away to become stars? Uh, like, are you going to become a star, Tefe? Is that what you want? 
Jeffy said, I don't know if I want to become a star. I just want people to recognize that I am a star. He goes, you're a star too, Dari. Like, you just don't see it. Uh, you know, this kind of stuff. Cause ta- stuff that teens talk about. Um, and, you know, some teens discover, yeah, I'd like to move to River Bottom and see. Like, uh, R&B band. You know, that band was not about sharing community. Maybe they were, though. By sharing community resources, or back when my uncle Emmett lived, uh, that was before we switched over to community resources, and there was like, uh, you know, there was a lot of people that had to control over more of the resources than everybody else. Uh, but it was a gradual change anyway. It wasn't a big upheaval, but that's what a teens like sometimes. And then Teffy said, "Well, what are we going to do?" And and Dari said, "We've got to go back." Uh, you know, we should retrace our steps again. We, could, we should go out a little bit further than where we were last time. And we should look for carrots. Like where, one of our clues is carrots. Uh, so we need it. And then uh, Teffy said, wait a second. Like, uh, I remember this one time, a couple of my buddies and I, we, you know, we, we were, you know, we, we were, uh, we had too many, you know, too many pop rocks or whatever. And we went out and we found this patch of wild carrots. I think they're wild carrots. Uh, and we were, you know, like play, play, playing, like uh, pretending they were, uh, we were dashing, like bards and big monies, basically. You know, this was kid stuff. I'm not a kid anymore, Dari. Don't worry about it. And Teffy kissed Teffy's bicep. Uh, but she said, wait a second, so there's giant carrots? I don't know if there is a giant carrot, but it could be in the carrot family. You're saying there's a giant swamp carrot. Where? And he said, well, not that far from where we were. And she goes, well, how long ago was that? And he goes, well, middle school, I guess. No, 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 grammar school. And she goes, so a few years ago. Let's go. So they got off of the uh, thing. Now, they didn't notice that... Uh, some of the other kids were watching them uh, and kind of uh, in, in scorn a little bit. But they headed out right then, out into the, uh, out into the, 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 like the edge of the swamp, uh, almost to the place beyond the swamp. And it, it does affect uh, where you choose to live. Like now, Willow's family does live really far out because the road, there's just random vehicles and they're masked in mystery. Uh, so you don't want to be too close because you don't know when they don't come through very often, but they make a lot of noise. And it's just these giant vehicles. Uh, and you don't want to have to have, like, a way to make sure your kid, you see, like, the closer you live to the place behind the swamp, the more your kids are going to think, huh? Like, unless you have a mom like Frances, like, she grew, grew up and raised two grounded daughters. I said, okay, well, we just won't go there. You just don't go there. Here's some sensible reasons why not. So it affects, like, a lot of people choose to kind of get have some distance and have some trees and other things between them and the road and the place beyond the swamp. So we did get out there, and, uh, like, we that's where, like, I tried to get, like, I, I tried to walk home from there, but then Teffy said, don't walk home, and that's when we got to the car and Babs was gone. So we parked there, and then we started walking, 
And it was a long walk. And then Teffy was talking the same night. Now, this time, Dari was actually listening because they weren't on the Ferris wheel. And he was kind of saying, like, uh, what, what if the bunnies were right? Like, what if the bunnies and bards and big bunnies, like the bards, you like, uh, maybe they're better off, would be better off. Uh, and then the whole tropey thing of, like, well, maybe we need the big bunnies. uh to keep us like uh, working, like uh, w- if there wasn't anybody to take our resources, would we make our resources? And finally, Dari had enough, and she said, "Tefe, I feel like you're 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 operating from ego first position." And uh, like, uh, and he said, "What are you, are you saying? I'm selfish?" Uh, and she said, "Well, you seem to be self interested, and we all are." Uh, but you seem to be fixated on justifying it instead of accepting it as part of being, you know, part of your, your, your consciousness. And she said, I think you need to take a hard look at it. You may even have a little, well, you're a narcissist, by the way, too. And Tefe said, what, 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 what would you like? Uh, she said, best, it's best we just don't talk. Let's just look for these carrots, uh, but then it took forever, and then there was more tension because Jerry said, are you making us take longer? Do you even remember where the carrots were? Do you remember any landmarks? And then Teffy said, I do remember a landmark. Uh, like, because they headed, uh, so if you headed straight, like, so i give you just a little bit of a map in your mind. A simple one. So the visitor center is, uh, you could barely see it. Picture a road, like an aqueduct type road, rising up out of the swamp, maybe 10 feet, uh, you know, on a slant of uh, ground. And beyond it is a visitor center, low lying and, and dilapidated. And now to the, to, not that far from the visitor center is a tunnel that goes underneath, but it's a like it has a gate and stuff like that. So if you but if you were to head towards the tunnel, and then go left, uh, like and you go left for a while, eventually some more trees start to come up and and uh, they separate. Like so, you had trees on the left, and then the um, the road on the right, uh, and then Taffy said, "I remember we you could see like a pole sticking up uh, on the road because we were daring one another to climb up there and." Uh, and do it, and and uh, Dari said, "Did you?" And and uh, Tuffy said, "Well, I did the daring. I didn't do the doing." And then she said, "Okay, well then what?" And then Tuffy said, "Well, then we go left into these like into all these trees, and, and eventually they found they started to see." Like, uh, now again, I'm not a biologist or anything or an expert, so I don't know, but you sure to see carrot butts or whatever you call them, carrot stalks, I guess maybe they're called carrot greens, uh, sticking up out of there. And they started looking, and uh, but they were giant. And, and she said, You played with these, and they're bigger than us now. And Tefe said, yeah, these are huge. No, no, no. When we were kids, they were as big as our arms, but these must be the same ones. Uh, and Dari said, well, then it's not a fruit or a vegetable. It's like uh, it's part of the plant, the stem or something. So maybe they're not carrots. 
but she like dove down and she said, it feels like a texture of a carrot though. It's interesting. And, uh, Teffy said, well now what? And Dar said, well, we keep looking around and they kept looking around and then, uh, eventually they found one that was like the top was nibbled off and then they looked, they got to, she said, look over there. That one uh, doesn't have any greens, uh, but it's still sticking above the water. So it was about three feet above the water. And as they got closer to it, they saw that it went down like it was hollowed out. It was like a giant carrot, but more of a, some sort of, it technically wasn't a root vegetable or something because it was it had been growing for years there. But, I mean, again, I don't know anything. But it had been hollowed out, and it was so long uh, that it went through down the swamp, down the water. It was above the water line, and it was below the water line. And at first they said, huh, that's, that's cool. I wonder what ate that. And then they started to look around, and it wasn't long before around that area they found scraping against the other giant carrots, uh, what could only be described as uh, goo or goop, uh, uh, feathers and bunny fur, uh, which they had seen in other places. And uh, also, like, bunny, like, uh, marks, like, the bunny had tried, like, some giant bunny had basically tried to eat some of the other carrots, but given up. Um. And then Dari said, Teffy, eat, eat one of those carrots. And Teffy said, well, what if the carrot's not uh, full of nutrients? What if it doesn't taste good? And she said, just try to eat it. Uh, trust me. Uh. She goes, like, uh, just just try. So Tefe tried to take a bite of the carrot, and he said it tasted a bit like uh, uh, like sawdust uh, mixed with something. He said it was gross, uh, but not like he said, eh, it just it doesn't taste like much. And she goes, do you think it's carrot? And he goes, well, it's definitely, he goes, it's mealy, more mealy than a carrot, Uh and uh, Dari kind of circled the area, and Tuffy said, what are you doing? And Dari said, I think uh, we should look at this hole. And Tuffy said, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, and Dari said, lower me down, like in the hole, uh, through through the carrots. Uh, and Tuffy said, no, 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 no. Like, what if, like, we don't know how far down it goes, Uh and Dari said, like, who cares? Like, just lower me down. Like, uh, you got long arms. I thought you were an otter. I thought, you know, you're a long otter. You're very, you sure? And he said, okay. So he lowered Dari down, like, just like, just like a giant tube. But basically, she was going in. And actually, once she got in there, she was like, oh, wait, I can push my arms and my legs against the side and kind of climb down. And it is kind of mealy but sturdy and she climbed down and she was climbing head first uh, because she wanted to be able to see. Now she'd also brought a lantern, uh, of course. Uh, and, but so she got down there and she said, she goes, there's a, it's like a cave or something or something. And then Taffy said, what, uh, shave, what, uh, and then she dropped in, and then uh, Tuffy kind of looked in there, 
And she yelled, just wait for me, just wait up there for me. And he heard that because she was already at the bottom. And she dropped in, and it was basically not dry ground, but uh, muck-like ground. And it was like a pocket of uh, below the swamp of... Uh, now, I would say that it was probably some sort of, like, I guess, like, I did talk to a scientist about this, that these, whatever these root vegetables were, this was some sort of limestone... And this vegetable secreted something that enabled, enabled it to penetrate the limestone. That's why the swamp wasn't like, uh, that's why it was sturdy above her. And then uh, Dari just started going and walking, and uh, and it wasn't far. Like, uh, there was only one direction, and there was clearly a big bunny tracks. Uh, and she said the, the big bunny, like, it was clear, it was uh, high, higher ceilings, but that it was like... Uh, on the roof and the floor, like, it was like the bunny had to, like, crawl to get through there because there's bunny fur and feathers on the floor and the walls. And she said, well, that's odd. And she kept going for a while, and then eventually she thought she heard some singing, and she saw a light ahead, so she turned down her lantern and uh, she listened, and she was like, she started to kind of recount her steps and kind of get a direction. And because she had gone a long way, she said, wait a second, this has got to be, I may be beyond the swamp. I may have gone under the road even. And she did kind of realize that it was sloped downward. So as each possible, like each thing, she was like uh, going deeper and deeper, but a slow slope. And eventually she got closer and she heard, she could swear she heard some singing. Uh, so she was really quiet. And then she eventually went into this area that opened up and there was a bigger chamber. And then beyond it was like, uh, like what looked like a concrete, like, like, it was, so it was like this bigger chamber and the cave started to go into something that looked like concrete walls. But that was also covered with muck and stuff like that. Uh, and then she started to go down this, like, spiraling thing. Uh, and that's where the singing was coming from, a little bit below. And uh, she said, wait a second, there's something ominous about this uh, spiraling even lower in the combination of a cave and then concrete and then muck. Uh, something feels a bit off. But then she got, like, a little bit lower, and then she realized that it was, like, it went lower further. But there was also another chamber off of, like, like almost like you took it, went, went down a few floors. And she she said, that's where the singing's coming from. So she started to crawl. Uh, and remember, all will be well. Don't worry. This was actually soothing singing, like, a bit like a lullaby or someone humming while they were working or something like that. And so she was crawling and trying to get closer and closer. And then she went into this room and she started to look and uh, it was like a smaller, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen when people celebrate the holiday season or some other season, or maybe they just decorate their house with like a miniature or they have a train set uh, like a miniature town. She started to see 
that in the, the like she went into this room in the streets like it was like this it was all like made of uh well she wasn't sure if it was made of mud or some sort of like sandy cement uh but it was like this uh dark mud sand but not it was hard she touched it version of their town like a, a one eighth or one twentieth version of the town and it stretched across this chamber and like a uh, big enough that she could almost like put her head in the buildings. So not like a, a different size than, uh, she said, wait a second. Like I could almost get into one of these buildings just barely. And then she started to notice different, like, like figures, uh, but she still heard the singing, and she, she, this was in another room. So she kept going, uh, and it was actually like she f- went to the edge of our town, and then at the edge of that town was a wall. Uh, but it, again, like painted at the wall was like uh, what looked like the road, and and it was being like drawn in a very crude way with mud and, and other things, and then the tunnel. Uh, that went to the place beyond the swamp, uh, and that's where the kind of sound was coming from. And then she tried to crawl in the tunnel, and she could swear, if you'd ask her, that she could see in the tunnel. She said she thought she saw she saw some mobiles in some giant cribs, but right as she thought she saw a giant crib. Uh, uh, she, she slipped and she went splat and then she heard something stop, whatever was singing, stopped singing. And then she heard a thump and everything shaked. And then she was like, that must be the big bunny thump. And then she saw it come out of, into the hall. Like she was in a hall, the bunny had come out of the room with possibly giant mobiles and whatever. And the bunny saw her and thump, uh, and Dari ran. And then she ran into town and she, she was now Dari, holy intelligence. Uh, Dari, uh, took her lantern and uh, turned it on and then threw it in one of the bigger, uh, rooms, like one of the bigger, uh, ta- things in town. And then she hid in in one of the buildings, and so the bunny thumped, thumped, paused where she was hiding, but then thumped, thumped, thumped over to where the light was just barely shining out because Daria had thrown it all the way in the back of one of these model-type buildings uh, of our town. And when the bunny got over there, Daria bolted right out of... uh, the thing and started running back. Uh, and again, she, she, she felt the bunny coming for like first, she got pretty far. Then she heard the bunny chasing. Uh, but she said, okay, well the bunny's gonna have to go pretty slow in this last, uh, like chamber. So she thought she was home free. Uh, and then she's yelling, Teffy, Teffy, throw a rope, reach down. And meanwhile, Teffy was like totally chilling and, and actually like pensive, a little bit pensive. If you saw Teffy, but Teffy was looking, it was a full moon. Teffy was looking at Teffy's reflection in the water, you know, kind of tall. Do you, do you really think I am, uh, do, do you know, am I caught up with myself? Is that all I care about? Uh, you know, back and forth type thing. 
And Dari's like yelling, Taffy, Taffy, reach down for me. Now she got up there and then she realized that like she, she had underestimated how many carrots or whatever carrot type things were sticking down through the limestone roof that like, uh, so she was like, which one? She was having trouble. And she heard the bunny getting closer and closer. And then she's like, Taffy, Taffy, throw down the rope or something, uh, your tail. And uh, Teffy said, and then Teffy saw Teffy heard something. Uh, and then just in time, uh, Teffy did lo- like hold on to the edge of the carrot and lower down. And then Dari saw Teffy's tail and then she grabbed it. And then Teffy climbed out with Dari. And uh, then they still bolted. They ran out of the swamp, jumped in, like, uh, and they drove uh, all the way back to my house, actually. And then they went downstairs in my house, and they like, uh, like, uh, like, said, "Wait a second, let's get cleaned up." Uh, and then Taffy was like, "I can't believe my sister's having sleepovers, like, because they had the fort set up uh, that Billy had been staying at." And meanwhile, I was in my bed asleep. This was after we had Billy had run away, uh, so we were. I was already in bed. Uh, and because they had a good, like, time had actually passed in a different way for them. Because, like, uh, but so Dari was like, holy cow, that was like, uh, she goes, there is a big bunny. I think it has goose, like, but it has goose heads. Uh, she goes, there is a, like, I think it's like, uh, I don't know. And Taffy said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, it's just, uh, let's, let's snuggle for a little while. And let's just hug each other. And, and so they ha- had a long hug. And she said, let's, like, you sleep on the couch there. I'm going to sleep in this tent. Uh, and then, like, uh, we'll talk about things in the morning. Uh, so they did that. And then, but Dari woke up, like, early. Now, Tefe's an easy sleeper, like everything else. But Dari woke up, and then eventually she woke Tefe up, and she said, okay. I've been thinking about it for most of the night. Uh, and Dari said, okay, here's what I think, Taffy. And Taffy said, okay. She goes, so there's a giant, some sort of giant bunny goose lives down there. And uh, it has something to do with Babs or Will. And he goes, okay. And she goes, and that might have been the big bunny my mom saw. And... Uh, he goes, well, should we tell anybody about it? She goes, no, we should deal with it. No one's going to believe us. Uh, and uh, even if they did, she goes, it's just, she, she goes, it's strange. Uh, this is the oddest thing we'll ever encounter. And he said, do you mind if I ask, what do you think it's doing? And she goes, remember that book we had to read? She goes, I think, she goes, it was singing lullabies. And I think I saw a crib she goes, I think it's some sort of uh, adult juvenile bunny goose. Uh, and maybe it's playing, like maybe it thinks Willow and Babs are like action figures. This is the only thing I can think of uh, because uh, she goes, they had this whole like a giant version of our town. Uh, and it just doesn't make any sense. And he goes, well, so what should we do? And she goes, well, we should, uh, she goes, it takes a carrot to catch a carrot. She goes, we, we got to, uh, 
find this bunny, get it away from there, and see if Willow and Babs are there, and find out who's in charge of this adult juvenile bunny. That's what I'm guessing, but I'm not sure. She goes, uh, so we got to, uh, like, lured away, basically. And he goes, how are we going to do that? And she goes, well, car- carrots, real carrots, though. She goes, so we got to go, she goes, we got to go gather some, ca- we got to get all the carrots we can, as many carrots as we can. Goose, we'll goose chase a goose with ca- and get a bunny with carrots. And uh, they said, okay, let's do it. So then they got up and they started driving around town and they went to all, like the few shops we have in town, bought all the carrots, uh, all the carrots in the entire store. And they said, you could, you're like, you're going to leave any carrots for anybody else? They said, no. And they said, what are you making? Uh, they said, carrot miso soup, uh, a giant, like, uh, and they said, okay. And then they they said, well, who, anybody else had a carrot? So they bought an entire truckload of carrots, bushels and bushels of carrots. But then as they were filling the truck with the last bushels of carrots, they just noticed people were laughing, uh, particularly at Dari, but at both of them. Uh, and they said, what are you laughing at, Tefe said, because Tefe doesn't. And they said, oh, I guess uh, Babs' street team uh, we're just guessing if it's going to be anything like, so then they went down and they saw uh, a bunch of kids that Tefe knew, that you know, the hip crowd or whatever, and they were making chalk art on the walls of buildings of uh, imaginary versions of Bab's album. They said, we heard Bab signed an album, just like your sister. We figured if she was goofing on anybody, it'd be the two of you. And so they had made fake album covers. This wasn't real albums, but they had like uh, Worst Kisser in the World with Tefe crying and Babs singing. Uh, you know, then they had stuff about Dari not being a good friend or being, you know, you know, uh, uh, bringing my friend to the party who didn't get invited. I think that was one of the ones that kind of burned, uh, that, you know, upset Dari the most. And they said, we demand you take that down. And then they said, where do you think they got him? And they said, this is really the songs. Uh, we're just recreating them. And she said, what do you mean? And one of the kids had, now this is very expensive. It was a portable uh, audio disc player. It had just come out in the past couple of years. And they said the street team really was here. They like gave us previews of the album. Uh, now these were unmarked previews. So they didn't have. They weren't as advanced as uh, the ones of Willis that had been found. They didn't have any album art. They were just CDs and tapes. And uh, Darcy give it to me. And she listened, and it was music, and it was a teenage teenager singing. Uh, but it was not Babs. Uh, it was like, and Dari said, this is, this is awesome, uh, singing. And I know Babs, uh, Babs doesn't sing like this, uh, but they were singing. Those were two of the songs. So it was a real album of someone named Babs, uh, cause she said, I'm Babs and I'm, you know, I'm Babs and I'm bad and I'm here to make Tefe sad, uh, kisses like a dad. And how do you say that? It means he kisses bad, like uh, like songs, like uh, 
And now then the, 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 the young woman who Dari had taken it from was trying to take it back. And then it got dropped uh, and it broke. And that's a very expensive thing to buy. So then the community resource officer was supposed to settle and mediate disputes like that. Uh, so immediately the assistant, some of the assistant resource officers uh, showed up uh, and, uh, like, uh, Dari had said, like, uh, like, no, no, no. Then I want, like, then there was a disagreement about who, if uh, Dari was going to have to make amends for being, and she said, it's not my fault though. And then the kids also said Dari and Tefe were the ones that did the, the art that you weren't supposed to do. So they said, you're going to have to come with us, like, uh, to back to, to the community resource, you know, office, uh going to have to call your parents and, you know, we're going to have to do some restorative uh, justice work here. And we're going to have to take a close look at this and work with you. Uh, and they said, well, we got stuff to do. We got a truckload full of carrots. Uh, uh, and uh, they said, what do you got a truckload full of carrots for? And they said, well, no one's going to bother your carrots or your carrots, right? And Tuffy said, my mom is going to flip. I have filled my uncle's truck with carrots. Uh, she's going to think it's a goof. Uh, and they, he said, oh, let me at least tarp it. And they said, fine, tarp your carrots uh, and then come back to the community resource office. So they had to drive all the way back to the community resource office. And, you know, they were like, uh, obviously... Like, this is inconvenient because we we're about to find that. It was a little bit embarrassing. Dari was kind of feeling like, geez, I kind of overreacted there. And when they got there, Tuffy said, uh, thanks for sticking up for me. And she, Dari said, what do you mean sticking up for me? He said, well, you got that song was about that I'm not a good kisser. I can't believe, I thought Babs liked my kissing. And, uh. Like, I thought I, I always thought I was good at it. And, and Dari said, you practice a lot with your hand or something? And Tuffy said, with my pillow. I kiss my pillow. Uh, I know it's not ideal, but, you know, it's, it helps with my visualizations. And Dari kind of laughed at that. But she said, I wasn't sticking up for you. I was, stick, I was trying to figure out if it was really Babs on there, which it was not. But everybody in the, the whole community resource office was listening to this, and they said, oh, so there was a bad, you did, because everybody likes Tefe in town. Holy moly, Tefe's popular with the adults, because uh, he knows how to make the adults feel good. Compliments them, you know, says, great job. And they said, well, that's so nice of you to, and they said, what is all the carrots for, Tefe? And said, Tefe said, well, I'm doing a carrot drive, a uh, new thing. It's a carrot drive. You know, I heard about some bunnies outside of town. In the, and everybody's like, oh, we're talking about restoring our hope and justice. Maybe not restorative justice, Tefe. And they said, this must just be another one of your admirers. And, uh, and Dari just rolled her eyes. And then she said, can I take a nap here uh, while I wait for my mom? Because my mom's got a lot on her plate, by the way. Uh, and she kind of curled up, uh, and then Tafe kind of started to nod off and say, well, maybe I'm not so, I'm helping, I'm trying to help, uh, Dari here. 
get to the bottom of this odder thing. So maybe I can rest and not feel as odd about that. Yeah, I have a little bit of self-interest. Maybe I have some misguided ideas. Uh, but maybe I can help Dari use these carrots uh, to figure out this big bunny situation. And uh, just remember, for now, all will be well. Good night.